Think about this, when you and I pray, when we pray, do we pray in the way that Allah deserves? Or when we thank Allah, do we thank Allah to the amount that Allah deserves to be thanked? Or when we obey Allah or remember Allah, do we remember Allah the way He deserves to be remembered? As a matter of fact, no matter how much we do, we can never qualify to, the, to, the, to do justice to His rights. We're always going to fall short. My salah is never going to be worthy of Allah, actually. At the end of it all, it's going to have lots of errors. It's going to have lots of shortcomings. My mind will wander. You know, and then Allah Azza wa Jal only knows if it's good enough. And so we have to beg Him at the end of our prayer, Rabbana taqabbal minna, Master accept from us. Whatever hodgepodge we were able to put together, at least hopefully that's good enough. But there's no way you and I can ever do something that's worthy of Allah Himself. And it's impossible. So how is Allah giving us an impossible job description? وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِهِ Struggle with no intention except Allah alone, like, he deserve, like the struggle is worthy of Him. Doing justice to that struggle. There's no way to do justice to that struggle. That is utterly impossible. But now after I describe that it's utterly impossible, there's one more phrase here before I go on that needs special attention. Allah says, Fillah. Fillah, which is, without getting into a lengthy conversation, essentially suggests that when you make efforts for Islam, when you try to leave, for example, disobedience of Allah, you want to get away from haram, no matter how tempting it is, no matter how strong that pull is. Maybe you're making a lot of money, but it's money from not halal sources. And it's really hard to quit because you have a house to pay for, children's education. There's so many things tied to it, so it's so tempting to hold on. Maybe one of these young men or women are in a relationship and they're tempted. And they're being pulled into that relationship constantly and they can't get out of it. They're, they're struggling to get out of it. And coming back into the obedience of Allah is a very difficult, very difficult struggle for them. Because shaitan is constantly pulling at them, constantly pulling away at them. And even if they get away momentarily, the struggle comes back again. You know, it is, it is important to note when these kinds of struggles happen, that the pressure your family will put on you, or some, somebody will come and try to give you a reminder, don't do this. Or somebody else will try to say, hey, I'm your friend, I mean well for you, you shouldn't be doing this. When, when we try to put pressure on each other to do the right thing, none of that pressure is going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough. When a human being is going to fall before the waswasa of shaitan, when a human being is going to stop struggling for Allah, then the only thing that can save them is their relationship with Allah. That's the only thing. You cannot become a better Muslim for your parents. You can't become a better person because of your community. You can't. They can help, but until you decide that you're doing this only and only and only for Allah, that struggle will not last. It's impossible. It has to be sincere. The only way to know that is inside of yourself, inside of myself. Outside of ourselves, we can show to each other what we are, but the reality inside only Allah knows. وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِهِ Once he describes that we are utterly unqualified, obviously, because of this impossible job description, he then gives the explanation of why we're, we've been chosen. He says, Huwajtabakum. The easy translation of Huwajtabakum is in fact, he's the one, he has selected you, he has chosen you. So now, you are, we aren't just chosen to be Muslim, we're chosen to be Muslim because we have a mission in front of us. And that mission he already describes is you have to struggle for Allah as is worthy of the struggle that should be made for Him. وَاجْتَبَاكُمْ وَمَا And then he, then he adds finally, now that I realize I've been chosen, even though I've been chosen, I, I'm still thinking this is too hard of a job. How am I gonna do this? 
Fine. Allah sees something in me, I don't even see it in myself. I don't even see what's so special about me. Why did I get chosen? You know, there's so many better people out there. But Allah is, and this is too hard anyway. Islam is way too hard. What Allah is asking of me is too much. I can't do it. And what are the next words from Allah Himself? وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجٍ He did not place for you in the religion any difficulty, any discomfort, any tightness whatsoever. In other words, this is Allah Himself telling you, relax, I'll make it easy. Don't you worry about that. You're the right man for the job. You're the right woman for the job. You were the one chosen for this time, this day, and this age. That's the choice of Allah. That's why, he, that's why you and I are taking a breath right now. If we didn't have a purpose for us, because He only creates for purpose. خَلَقَ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِالْحَقِّ He created the skies and the earth with precise purpose and molded you. So He molded you and me and put us in this position because we have a purpose to serve. And then even though that's a challenging purpose, Allah Himself gives the orientation and says, I'm not gonna make it any hard for you. It's not gonna be difficult at all. He says, relax, and let me tell you something, you're not the first one to have this job. Many have been given this job before you. So he makes reference to the fact that this religion isn't just a new religion, it's a legacy. And whose legacy does he mention? In that same ayah as the ayah continues, وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجٍ مِلَّةَ أَبِيكُمْ إِبْرَاهِيمٍ you are the continuation of the legacy of your father, Ibrahim. He reminds us of which prophet? Ibrahim alayhi salam. If you think about Ibrahim alayhi salam, the last thing that comes on your mind is easy. He has to leave his family in the middle of a desert and walk away. That's not easy. Before that as a young man, he has to challenge his father and the entire community. That's not easy. He has to be thrown into a harriqu wa suru alihatakum. Burn him alive. He has to be thrown into a fire because he believes in Islam. That doesn't sound like easy. When he gets, finally gets older, and now his son is old enough that he can run around, balagha ma'ahu sa'ya, he gets old enough to run around with his son. He sees a dream that he's slaughtering his son. Over and over and over again, he gets trials and challenges that no human being has ever faced. Allah has never asked a human being to abandon their family. Allah has never asked a human being to jump into a fire. Allah has never asked a human being to slaughter their own child. <laughs> He's been asked to do things that nobody was ever asked. The hardest test you can think of. This is even described in the Quran. When Ibrahim was, especially Ibrahim was tested, like nobody else by his master. There's ikhtisas there. Like Ibrahim salam had the hardest, hardest, hardest tests. And Allah in this ayah, when He told you and me, by the way, relax. It's gonna be easy. Islam's gonna be no problem. By the way, you're on the same track as your father Ibrahim. That's not very comforting. <laughs> because that man did not have easy tests. So how am I supposed to be relaxed now? For a second He told me things are gonna be easy. Now He's kind of telling me things are gonna be difficult again. But actually He's not. He's giving the example of Ibrahim salam for a very beautiful reason. He's giving that example because Allah is saying, if Allah can make jumping into a fire easy, if Allah can make leaving your family in the middle of a desert easy, if Allah can make you the only young man who stands up not only to his father, but to an entire community easy, if Allah can make you stand up to Nimrud and challenge him directly easy, 
If Allah can make you take a knife and put it on your child's neck before, because Allah commanded it. If Allah can make that easy for him, then what is he asking you? He didn't ask that from you. He asked much less from you. You know, is actually, all he asked you was to stay away from filthy things. And made the good and pure things halal for you. And mandated a few salihat. Just do these few good things. And stay away from these few bad things. That's it. That's all he asked. So we are being told by the legacy of Ibrahim salam, no matter what difficulty you have, you will never be able to compare your difficulty to the difficulty Ibrahim was put in. salam. And even Allah can make that easy. So you have no reason to wonder or ever question that Allah will make ease for you. Millata abikum Ibrahim. And he's the one who asamakumul Muslimin. And then, then he gave us the secret ingredient, didn't he? He's the one who named you Muslims. Mufassirun have looked at this ayah two ways. Maybe it's Ibrahim salam who named us Muslims, which is an indication in the Quran, or Allah Himself named us Muslim. Either way, it makes sense because Ibrahim is a messenger of Allah. So even if he named, it's actually on behalf of Allah Azza wa Jal Himself. Regardless, what does the word Muslim mean? The one who gives up, the one who just accepts. It comes from salima, to be, at, to, to be at peace, to be at ease and calm. And when you say aslama, to submit, actually means to submit calmly. You're, you're okay with it. When Allah tells you to do something, you're not agitated about it. You're not like, fine, I'll do it. You're not like that. You're at ease on the inside and you just willingly submit yourself. If it's Allah saying it, it must be good for me. No matter what my mind says, no matter what my family says, no matter what my friends say, no matter what society says, when Allah told me this is better for me, I am at ease. If you can do that, if you can get to that point, then you are the legacy of Ibrahim salam. Calling yourself and myself Muslim is easy. Being Muslim is not, a, it's a different thing altogether. And it's not even about behavior. It's about something very deep internally. I am completely satisfied with what Allah and His Messenger command. I'm, a, I'm comfortable with it. And I'm at ease with it. And I'm at peace with the fact that I'm obeying Allah. I'm not thinking that if I obey Allah, I'm gonna miss out on something. Because you know, He's asking me to stay away from these pleasures, or these opportunities, because they're haram. And if I stay away from them, I'll be the one at loss. No, I'm at ease that there's no way anybody ever obeys Allah, and they're at loss. That is never a thought that crosses my mind. That is, he named you people Muslims, the ones who submit completely before Allah, the ones who are at ease, the one who come with comfort before Allah. That's the comfort you and I want to find before Allah. And I sincerely pray that especially our young generation finds that comfort with Allah, that they're not, they're not agitated by the commandments of our deen. That our young, young girls, when they're thinking about wearing hijab, they're not annoyed by it. You know, and they're not, oh, why do I have to wear this? Or our young men aren't agitated by the idea that they have to pray early in the morning. Why do I have to get up at this time? Why can't I just pray later? You know, it's so annoying. This, this attitude is actually the antithesis of Islam itself. You can't have that attitude in Islam. Islam means you gave it up. You gave up. You accepted it completely. And so you hold on to Allah. Because everything else will come and go. Everything else will come and go. وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِاللَّهِ He is your protective friend. He is your security. He is the one that's going to guard you. فَنِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى وَنِعْمَ النَّصِيرِ What an incredible protection he, he is. What a, an amazing protective guardian he is. And what an amazing aid he is. Now the last, last word of this, even though I told you that's the last thing, this is the last thing I promise. It's نِعْمَ النَّصِيرِ And that's the end of the surah and the end of the ayah. 
The word al-Nasir, Allah describes how what an amazing helper he is. But the word Nasir comes from the Arabic word Nusra. Some of you are familiar, The word Nasr in the Arabic language isn't just help. It's actually massive aid. If I help you outside because you have a flat tire, I don't say Nasartuka, I say Sa'attuka. I helped you. Nusra is like an aid package. Billions of dollars are being given to some country in aid. That's Nusra. A huge army came to help a country that's been invaded. That's Nusra. Nusra is not a small kind of help. It's massive legions of help. It's like when Allah will send armies of angels. That's called Nusra. That's Nusra. That's the aid of Allah. The massive aid of Allah. Allah is saying, he, Nasir, the, the fa'il form, actually means, how amazing is Allah? That He's always there, ready to aid you in the most massive ways. When you have held on to Allah, you've held on to the strongest possible support you could have that is constant. فَنِعْمَ الْمَوْلَى وَنِعْمَ nasir. You have nothing left to worry about. This is the mentality of someone who accepts the legacy of the religion of their father Ibrahim salam. And when you accept that, then struggling for Allah becomes easy. Then he opens up those doors. وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ Allah Azza wa Jalla says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Those who struggle in our path, we open up our pathways for them. We guide them to our multiple pathways, absolutely. Allah will make a way out for you. This struggle that I keep referring to is different from each for each one of you. Some of you have struggles inside the family. Some of you have struggles at work or having to do with money. Some of you are struggling with your health. Some of you are struggling with your religion itself. Barely holding on to your religion itself. Barely holding on to Allah Himself. Some of you are struggling to get away from haram. Only Allah knows your secrets. I'm not here to know your secrets, but know one thing. When you decide to struggle away from the way of shaitan and towards Allah, Allah's help is constantly there. He does not abandon you. We think He abandons us. Shaitan comes and tells us, you're so messed up. Allah, never, Allah doesn't like you. He's gonna burn you in hell, etc., etc. He wants you to lose connection with Allah. And Allah comes along and says, no. Allah is there when you turn to Him. He's going to be there and He's going to constantly be there to provide His support. May Allah Azza wa Jal never let us lose hope in our Master and in our Rabb. May Allah Azza wa Jal make our personal struggles in our deen easy for all of us and make us of those for whom Allah is Ni'm al-Mawla and Ni'm al-Nasir. Are you tired of all these annoying ads on YouTube? Are you worried that a haram video might pop up? Well, the One Islam TV app is here to solve these problems, inshallah. The One Islam TV app is 100% free of any ads and is safe to browse for your peace of mind. Watch or listen to lectures and lessons while you work, rest or drive with your device switched off. Watch videos on demand or download videos and watch offline. Watch hundreds of high-quality produced Islamic reminders, Quran learning videos, stories of the prophets, and so much more. Two to four new videos uploaded daily, inshallah. One Islam TV is 100% run and owned by Muslims, which means a small amount you pay for your subscription is a sadaqa jariya, continuous charity for you as we use the funds raised to continue producing more beneficial videos and reminders. Insha'Allah. The One Islam TV app is now available on Apple devices, Apple TV, Android devices, Android TV, 
Amazon Fire TV and Roku, so you can watch on most devices and smart TVs. Download now for a free 7-day trial. May Allah reward you for supporting our work.